Welcome to the creative brain of Dean Hawk. Get ready to be challenged, inspired, and equipped to become a better ministry leader. Hey, welcome back for another edition of the Dean Hawk Leadership Podcast. Great to have you guys join me again this month. Hey, I want to recommend a, a, an amazing book that I've been reading, and it's been it's been changing the way I see how are we going to advertise, promote, use social media. Of, of trying to draw people to Christ and draw people to our church. And it's called Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. And he takes a very unique approach of comparing the, the winning Hollywood movie of how do they, what's the winning uh, story that are always winning movies? Well, there's always a hero. There's always a guide. There's always a challenge. There's always a struggle. And, and he teaches this to corporations on, on how they can tell their story brand and cause to draw people in to be a consumer of their product. Well, I've been studying, reading it, and adjusting it, getting our, our team to digest it as well, because it's really shaping how we present ourselves on social media and the things we say and, and, and how we can draw people in. It's a great read. I encourage you to check it out. Building the Story Brand by Donald Miller. All right, let's dive into uh, this month's topic. Today we're talking about being a builder or a custodian, a builder or custodian leader. One of the things that I see happening, uh, I've seen it happen in my own life, I've seen it happen in, in many other leaders' lives, is, is we are in building mode, and, and I'm talking about building ministry and building the organization and moving, moving the ball down the field. But then depending on situations, family challenges, uh, new baby in the house, uh, whatever it might be, uh, challenges that come, we, out of self-preservation and protection, will shift from builder mode to maintenance mode. And we become more of a custodian than a builder. Now, there's several reasons that this can happen to us is is uh, somewhat sometimes it's it's we're we're trying to survive and i would tell you there's nothing wrong with going to maintenance mode for a season the challenge becomes is when that becomes our lifestyle and the format and thus we see churches flatlined in growth we see organizations not moving forward we see them start to go on the decline and and uh, their their mode of operation is let's just keep things going the way they are and so that's where, as leaders, we want to make sure that we are shifting and keeping ourselves moving into that builder mindset. How can we expand? What can we add? How can we improve? What can we do to make the organization run smoother? Some symptoms of, of a custodian. See if any, any of you have ever hit these or been guilty of these. Number one is you quit building and begin to manage and do maintenance. You stop learning, you stop growing, you start managing, and your thinking gets smaller. Uh, you start accepting things that you wouldn't have before because you're tired. Maybe you need a vacation. Maybe, maybe if you are, are sensing that you're not having the same push that you did, you need to restructure your week and make sure that you're getting your Sabbath and you're, you're growing from there. Secondly, you start making excuses of why you can't build. We, we start doing what Adam did. When God shows up and says, Adam, what'd you do? He said, the woman you gave me. He was basically blaming God for his scenario that he was in. 
And a lot of times we'll blame our circumstances that, well, I don't have time. I'm so busy. I don't have time to build. Well, we don't have the money that it's going to take to expand this area of ministry. Um, I took a hit. Uh, last last year was a tough year in our in our in our team and our staff and maybe our board or whatever was going on in your organization and we start to to justify our our um, lack of of momentum. I heard this statement and and swallowed if you can. It says it's easy to allow excuses to justify our inactivity. It helps us swallow failure easier. I'm going to say that again. It's easy to allow excuses to justify our inactivity. It helps us swallow failure easier. It's kind of like a a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. Excuses help us accept, well, it wasn't my fault. Well, I couldn't have changed any, couldn't have changed that situation. Well, one of the other things that happens is we tend to start blaming someone else for not being a builder. Well, if I had the right staff, I could be a builder. Well, if if my spouse would help more, we could build. If 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 the board member hadn't left, we could we could build. Um, and we start looking and and blaming at other people and and other situations that have gone on. So I want to I want to take a look. I know you guys have all hopefully you know know and and have read the story of Nehemiah, but I want to look because Nehemiah moved from from maintenance mode to builder mode when God began to speak to his heart about re- rebuilding the walls. I'm not going to take time to read the passage of scripture, but let me just give you some big ideas and some scripture reference. Number one, to become a builder, we've got to get out of our comfort zones. What areas of your life and ministry have you gotten comfortable? You you, you dial it in, you call it in. You're not giving your, your best in that area. What areas are you comfortable? Well, we know that Nehemiah's role was a cupbearer to the king. This is a pretty cushy job. Yes, you could lose your life, but you're eating the best and you're drinking the best uh, because you're tasting all of the king's food and, and all of his best and favorite wines to make sure that there's no poison and that anyone would kill him. And, and, and you're working inside. You're not working in the fields. You've, you've got a pretty cush job. But as God began to speak to him, he had to get out of his comfort zone and begin to push and to go where the Lord was leading him. Number two, we see in Nehemiah 1.4, it says, When I heard these things, I sat down and I wept for some days. I mourned and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. To get out of the comfort zone, to get out of the custodian zone, you need to weep and fast and pray. When is the last time you've wept for the people of your city? That you've prayed and you've interceded and and you've fasted because you want more of God, more of his presence in your services. You want to see more people healed. You want to see more people saved. If you want change, the change begins with us. And it's us getting into that builder mindset. To go where you've never been, you have to do what you've never done. And so I love in Acts chapter 4 when they said, Now, Lord, consider their threats. Enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform miraculous signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. They were told to be in custodian zone. Just, just 
Don't, don't rock the boat. Don't stir up the religious leaders in town. And they went back and they said, God, stir us up. Give us boldness. Let there be more signs and wonders. Help us to heal more people than just that crippled man at the gate called beautiful. Uh, thirdly, we need to repent and sweep out the rubbish. We see in Nehemiah 1 verse 6, it says, Let your heart be attentive and your eyes open to hear the prayer your servant is praying before you day and night for your servants, the people of Israel. Now we'll listen to his words. I confess the sins we Israelites, including myself and my father's house, have committed against you. We have acted very wickedly towards you. We have not obeyed the commands, decrees, and laws that you gave your servant Moses. Now, as far as we can tell, Nehemiah, we don't have insight that he was guilty himself, but he said, I want to repent for my people. I want to sweep out the rubbish. I want to make room. And it says in Nehemiah 4.10, it says, The strength of the laborers is giving out, and there is so much rubble that we cannot rebuild the wall. One of the things we have to do is, is to get, get the rubbish out of maybe our lives, maybe out of our team, and, and maybe it's straightening up some attitudes of some employees. Maybe it's, it's making some corrections on, on the uh, staff alignment. Who knows what's going on in, in your organization, but it's let's get the rubbish out of the way. Let's get the excuses out of the way, and let's become a builder so we can move this church forward. Number four, we need to challenge our thinking. Challenge our thinking. Why do I think the way that I think? Um, someone, someone shared with me recently, I don't know if it's from a podcast, a conference, um, uh, but they, uh, Tommy Barnett, the, the pastor of Dream City Church, uh, you know, the Dream Center of Pastor Matthew Barnett in Los Angeles, there's Dream Centers across uh, and, and Tommy's in the last age phase and stage of his life. And they asked him this question. They said, they said, Pastor Tommy, if you could rewind the tape and start over again, what would you do different? Now, he has had a church of tens of thousands, impacted Phoenix, impacted L.A., and literally influenced people helping the needy and the poor around the nation and around the world. And here was his statement. He said, I would dream bigger. And that blew me away. Here is a man that has great accomplishments. He could sit back and say, you know what? I've, I've had a good run. I've given my all in ministry. And what was he saying? I can do better. I could dream bigger. Man, if I would partner with God, we could maybe do even a little more than I've already accomplished in this lifetime. And that is an attitude and a mindset of allowing yourself to dream, allowing yourself to say, you know what, why can't we pay off our building? Why can't, why can't we rally? The reason we can't is we go, well, God, how could you do that? Because we look at our people and, and, and we know their families and their jobs and we say, well, I can't see how God could pay off our church building with the people that are here. But you don't know who might walk in your church this Sunday. And you need to begin to dream big and begin to share that dream with your church. And that leads us to step number five means we need to take action. We need to take action. Successful people make themselves do what they hate to do. 
Successful people make themselves do what they hate to do. In Nehemiah 4, 6, it says, So we rebuilt the wall till all of it reached half its height. And here's the key words. For the people worked with all their heart. They worked with all of their hearts. The difference between the man who built his house on the rock and the man who built his house on the sand was work. One takes more work to build your house and, and to put the, the pier and the foundation on rock. I can take a few bamboo sticks and build, build a house on the sand. It takes no effort. But to build our lives, to build our ministries, to, to expand the, the kingdom of God, it's going to take some good old-fashioned work. And here's what's amazing. In Nehemiah chapter 6, it says the wall was completed in 52 days. What seemed like an impossible task, and the walls have been left dormant, for years, that everyone said, there's no way we can do it, Nehemiah pulled it off in 52 days. We've heard the old adage, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? Well, how do you tackle a big project? Just start taking one faith step, one faith step at a time, and begin to see what God can do. And here's what I found, that uh, as I take that step forward, I begin to see with a different perspective. Uh, I remember when I, I took a group of teenagers, we did a missions trip to the Indian Reservation and we took a day out and went to the Grand Canyon. And so there was the portion of the Grand Canyon where you're standing and you, they've got the railings and you're looking down and it's a 5,000 foot drop off. Then we got in the vans and we drove around, we're driving around the rim and we pulled over and parked and we're gonna go look over the edge again. And I, and I said, you guys stay back, I'm gonna go check it out. And I literally, I can't see, and I don't know how close to the edge, and they talked about people being blown off. So I'm crawling on my hands and knees because I'm expecting there to be this huge drop-off. And as I began to move towards the edge, and I got a little lower and I began to move, all of a sudden as I move forward, my perspective changed. It wasn't a 5,000-foot drop-off. It was six feet. I wanted to run and jump off the edge and drop six feet out of sight and wig my whole team out, but I didn't. Um, but it was perspective. From, from back here, I said, man, it, it looks bad. It looks dangerous. But as I got closer, it changed my view. And I said, this is doable. Everybody come up here and take a look. There was no danger involved. Number six, we need to have a mission that moves us. Get a mission in your heart. Get a challenge for 2018, a mission that will move you, that will, will move your church. Dr. Martin Luther King said this. He said, if a man hasn't discovered something to die for, then he isn't fit to live. Find that purpose. Find the purpose and the, and the direction that God has for you and your team as we approach the, the, the halfway point of our new year. And then lastly, let me share this one. Meet the needs of others, and you'll discover your own needs will be met. To get out of the, the, the maintenance mode into a builder mode, begin to meet people's needs. Begin to make an impact on their life. I'm blown away that when Jesus is in the middle of being the sacrifice on the cross for all of humanity's sins, and the one thief on one side says, uh, remember me in your kingdom, and Jesus takes a time out, says, wait, I'm in the middle of the biggest mission ever done throughout eternity. And he always had time. And he said, I'll remember you 
This day you'll be with me in paradise. And he took time to minister to people. So I don't care how busy you are. I don't care how tough and difficult your schedule is. Make a point and make an effort to reach out and impact somebody's life and make a difference. Let's move from being a custodian to being a builder. Let's move our teams from a custodian mindset that they they just do the youth services. They're just going to have the same old kids services. They're going to they're going to usher and seat people the way they always have. Let's move them to get into builder mode. How can we do it better? How can we make this ministry stronger? How can we advance the work that Jesus Christ has called us to do? All right. Hey guys, God bless you. Uh, thanks for watching. Be sure and share with a friend. You can watch us on uh, watch or listen on iTunes. We also have our video podcast that's of, of these that's available on YouTube as well. Check it out. Share with a friend. Share it on social media if you think it could help some of your ministry friends. We thank you for what you're doing. God's proud of you. And thanks for making a difference in your city and the lives that God has entrusted to you. Thank you for joining us today. For a free sermon series and teaching outlines by Pastor Dean, visit us at deanhawk.com. Be sure and join us next month as we continue our growth on leadership.